if you want to get virality and attention, then you need to be polarizing. Eight ways to get attention and dominate your niche, your industry, your space. We are in a world where everyone is fighting for attention, where everyone is on social media. We're all getting thrown ads at us a million times a day where people are scrolling down or up or left or right in a millisecond if you can't capture their attention. And so it's more competitive a landscape than ever. However, there's more opportunity than ever. And some of the big influencers say that attention is currency. And I really agree with that. I think if you don't have attention, you don't have anything. And I would argue that someone could have a mediocre product or service, but get really good attention. Everyone knows them. Uh, and I would argue they are better than someone who's got the best product or service in the world, but they gain no attention and no one knows them. If you are not seen, you don't exist. So you need to play the game. And for some of you, that's good news. And for some of you, that's not so good news. But I'm going to share with you probably nine or 10. I know the title says eight, but I've got a couple of bonuses as always. Probably nine or 10 ways to get more attention. Now, it doesn't have to be gimmicky. You don't have to do dances with vacuum-packed leggings going up your butt crack. You don't have to do trick shots and, you know, silly dances to go viral, not knocking any of that kind of content. If I had those assets, I'd be doing that kind of content, but I don't. Um, but you can still maintain credibility within your niche and you can have your own content and gain way more attention to be the best in your niche or your space. So I'm going to cover omnipresence, having an opinion, doing hard things, leveraging viral plat platforms, collaborations and interviews, being relentless, being prepared to look stupid, testing, reviewing your analytics and being so good they can't ignore you. So number one is omnipresence. They, it used to be good enough that you could master one social media platform and it didn't really matter so much if you weren't on all the others. That was probably when there weren't so many. Um, and that was when there weren't so many influencers on so many. But I do not know now a major influencer or creator who is only on one channel. Like you think, oh, yeah, but Joe Rogan's known for podcasts. Yeah, but he's massive on YouTube as well. And his content is all over TikTok as well. And you think of these YouTubers, Mr. Beast and Jake Paul, Logan Paul. But again, they're huge on now TikTok. And they've all now got their own podcasts as well. So these guys are being omnipresent. They want to be on all channels because they don't want to miss out on all the new users. So I have a TikTok account manager and TikTok have just busted through 1 billion users. So if you're only on YouTube and you're not on TikTok, you're missing a billion potential new or different users. The next reason you need to be omnipresent is because people need to see you more than once now. Apparently, they need to have 11 touch points with you before there's any kind of real trust. This is on average. So you need multiple touch points, which means you need to be on multiple channels. 
I mean, if you think about it, if you saw someone on YouTube and they looked all right, but then they weren't anywhere else on the Internet, you might be like, well, that doesn't quite add up. So omnipresence isn't just for reaching as many people as you can. It's also for trust. But there are some of your followers who will follow you on TikTok, some who will follow you on Wisdom, some who will follow you on Clubhouse, some will follow you on Instagram and YouTube and Facebook, etc. Oh, and here's another reason why you need to be omnipresent, because of the algorithms. So let's say you go live on Facebook and only 1% of your audience actually see your content, which for some people that's really good. Then even if they are following you on a channel, they might not see your content. So you need to be on six or seven or eight of the channels just to bust through the algorithms, just to be able to be seen on one or two. So the game has changed. You know, they used to say focus, follow one course until successful. Well, I need to spell a new word. I'll figure one out. But it's, it's not the same anymore. Now, a way to hack this growth is by content repurposing. Because I guess most of you here are not professional full-time content creators. By the way, if you move towards that, that's going to be very good for your brand and your business. So I would certainly um, encourage you to be doing more content creation. Um, but if you're not a full-time content creator, you might only have an hour a day, 30 minutes, 90 minutes a day. So going live on TikTok, doing your 30 minutes and then going live on Wisdom and doing your 30 minutes and going live on Clubhouse and doing your 30 minutes and then doing your 30 minute podcast episode here and then going on live on Instagram for your 30 minutes and then going on live on Facebook for your 30 minutes and then doing your 30 minutes worth of TikTok content and Instagram real content. Oh, wait a minute. What about LinkedIn? And oh, what about my Facebook groups? And oh, do you remember Snapchat and Twitter? So obviously that's just not really that realistic. So what you do is you do content repurposing. And there's two ways to do content repurposing. Way number one is you go live on multi-channels. And way number two is you create content. And then once it's created, you then repurpose it onto other channels. So many of you who follow me, you probably know I live simultaneously on quite a few channels often. So right now I'm recording the Disruptive Entrepreneur Caffeine Cast here. So I do Friday episodes on the Disruptive Entrepreneur called Caffeine Casts, which are usually the, the practical, tactical, specific, short, sharp, shot of motivation type episodes. But I'm also live on TikTok, live on Wisdom and live on Clubhouse. So I've got a little setup in my home man cave. Not very expensive, doesn't have to be. I actually have three phone devices. But a little tip, if you ever um, get a new phone, just keep your old one. Uh, and just get yourself a little, um, you see this little Joby here, a little Joby tripod or two. Uh, and you can stand up your phone. Uh, and if you've got an old phone or two, but you just log into your social channels, you could go live on TikTok and Instagram and Facebook if you wanted. Um, I'm actually going live on Facebook a bit later. So I'm on Wisdom Clubhouse and TikTok. So you can either go live simultaneously once you figure it out. I mean, I it wasn't easy to nail this. I will sort of give you, I will be honest about that. I mean, in the early days, I tried to go live on one or two more channels and it was a, I think in England, we call it a clusterfuck. I don't know if, you, <laughs> I don't know if that's the same word across the world, a flustercluck. But it was a bit like, oh, oh I'm overwhelmed. Oh, too many buttons. Oh, where do I look? But then I, um, I ended up figuring it out and, there's certain things that make it easier. So, for example, if I'm going live on Clubhouse 
as well as other channels. It's wise to start the room first, bring up all my friends and then go live on the other channels because otherwise all my friends come into Clubhouse and they're like, let me up, let me up. And everyone's putting their hand up and I'm trying to bring them up at the same time. And that's overwhelming. Also, if you're live on too many um, visual channels like TikTok and Instagram and Facebook, where do you look? You're going to look like you're on drugs and all scatty. So, but just have a little bit of a practice with it. Maybe go live to some private communities and just figure it out. If you uh, line up all your devices, you can probably figure it out. So just to show you on the TikTok live, you can see I've got my other two phones here. Um, and I, I just literally just place them on, the, on a table, which I can move up and down. And so uh, it's just, a, you know, three or four inches away from my mouth. And that works quite well. Um, and I've got one fixed stand and then I've got this other Joby. So, I mean, if I had another phone, I could, in theory, if I had another two phones, I could go live on TikTok, live on Instagram, live on Facebook, live on Wisdom, live on Clubhouse and record my podcast episode. But I just feel like that's taking the social media piss. <laughs> um, so, and, and what's really interesting is some people watch me on multi-channel. So Kid Chan's here on the Clubhouse and he's watching in on the TikTok. Shout out to you, Kid Chan. I know a lot of people watch me on TikTok while listening on Clubhouse. I don't know why you'd want to do that. Um, but they do. Maybe they're just trying to figure out how to content repurpose. The second way you can content repurpose is by creating the content and recording it. So I can download this TikTok live video and obviously I can extract the audio here. And then I've got recorded video, which could go on Reels and TikToks and LinkedIn and Facebook. And of course, the audio can go on my podcast. But what I could also do is then get it transcribed. And I could have a nice blog from, um, you know, my website, robmore.com. And I could have a nice LinkedIn article and I could have a good article in my Facebook groups because I have the disruptive entrepreneur and the e-commerce entrepreneur um, Facebook group. So it's a gr it's very good um, use of your time if you can uh, leverage your time by content repurposing to be omnipresent. Okay, um, let me get, just remind you of the agenda. Whatever device you're listening to me on and whatever platform you're on, please just make sure you do follow me because I do do content most days and I think the content that I'm creating is um, quite topical of the moment for gaining omnipresence and virality and managing all the social channels and building your personal brand. So do what, make sure whatever platform you're on, you follow me there right now. Um, so I'm covering eight ways to dominate your space and get attention. Number one is omnipresence and content repurposing, tick, done. Number two is newsjacking and have an opinion on polarizing matters. Number three is doing hard things. Number four is leveraging viral platforms. Number five is collaborations and interviews. Number six is being relentless. Number seven is being prepared to look stupid. Number eight is testing. Number nine is reviewing the analytics. And 10 is being so good they can't ignore you. Wait a minute. I just gave you two bonus ones there. All right, number two then. So I must admit this was hard for me in the early days. In the early days of content creation, I didn't really want to upset anyone. I didn't want to have any critics. I felt like if I could be really careful and respectful um, and not vanilla, but not ever really um, have a, a strong opinion or, or not ever really um, be really bullish about something, always be nice, always be kind. I can um, grow a good brand that way. Uh, it, it, it doesn't seem to be the case. Uh, to, great, to grow a great brand, you need to have an opinion on polarizing matters and you need to put your flag in the ground of what you really believe in. If you love Apple, you hate Samsung. If you're on the left, then 
you know, you disagree with the right. <laughs> uh, and social media, of course, is very po polarizing right now. And I know a lot of people don't really like that. But um, everyone's allowed an opinion. Your opinion matters. And if you want to get virality and attention, then you need to um, be polarizing. Now, you don't have to be polarizing for the sake of it. I, in fact, I deleted a po post yesterday. Uh, number one, I posted it in probably on reflection, the wrong community. But you know, I don't like the word mansplaining because I think it's used as a weapon. And I don't think it helps us move towards equality if we're using words to just, you know, put a label on on a man. Um, so I put a post about that. But on reflection, I thought, well, I know what I mean, but that's not my lane. And do I need to, why do I need to make comments on that? It doesn't really affect me or my life. And, you know, some people are going to take that the wrong way. And so I just decided to delete that. I don't need to comment on everything, I guess was the lesson to me, because I could, I could have whooped up a frenzy about that. So don't have an opinion on everything for the sake of it. But the things in your industry that are relevant, the things that you really strongly believe, you should have a strong opinion on, and you should put that opinion out on social media. So um, when the pandemic sort of came into full force, if you like, um, the, there's an app in the UK and um, the app is ridiculous. I thought anyway, they spent billions on it and um, it, there was a pingdemic and loads of people got pinged, even though they didn't have COVID. And half my office uh, had to go and self-isolate for 10 days uh, and none of them had COVID. And I was so pissed off because, I, you know got 80, 85 staff and 40 odd of them can't come to the office for 10 days. What am I supposed to do? So I just went on Facebook and I said, I'm so pissed off. Um, this freaking app doesn't work. It's cost 4 billion of taxpayers money and it doesn't. And I went on a rant. Anyway, I got nearly a million views. So um, anything that you strongly believe, go on a bit of a rant about it. Share your opinion. You know, I, I try and make a rule not to um, call out individuals or criticize individuals. I, I, I personally don't really think it's just not my style. Other people like to call out individuals. I've maybe done it one or two times when I think someone's being outrageous. Like Dan Pena occasionally pushes it too far, but he'd be happy that because he knows he's just getting attention. But other than that, I don't name people. It's just not my style. But have an opinion on polarizing matters and newsjack. So this is one of the greatest ways to go viral. Newsjacking is where you comment on stuff that's in the media. Now, a great way to newsjack is to see what's in the media uh, and comment and put a, a strong opinion on it, but link it to your niche. So recently, Mark Zuckerberg, it looks like he's going to change the name of Facebook or create a holding company for Facebook to move into the metaverse and AR. That's quite big news. I suppose Donald Trump setting up a social media platform called Truth. That's quite big news. So I'll do content on that. I'll newsjack that the day it goes in the news. I like to break the news, i.e. be one of the first on social media to comment on it. Uh, and then it gets more virality because everyone's thinking about it. Or if you break it, you can put breaking news in the title. So when you newsjack content and then bridge it into your brand, it's very powerful for gaining attention, dominating your niche and getting virality. I found this. This is quite interesting. You're quite like this. My good content is my shit content and my shit content is my good content. So if you, for example, go on my Facebook page where most of my viral videos are, you'll see that the really good, hardcore, practical and tactical content, specific how to start a business, scale a business, get better financial knowledge. 
that'll have a few thousand views. And you'll see the ranty ones that are on things that in the grand scheme of things aren't that important. And they'll have 100,000, 500,000 or more views. So just remember that you've got to dance the dance of some of the, you know, the less deep and thorough content to get all the followers. So then they can consume your deep, thorough um, and, you know, better quality content. Okay, number three then is do hard and unusual things. If you want to get noticed, get attention and dominate your space, do hard and unusual things. So a few years ago, I broke the world record for the longest public speech. Um, And in my industry, this was a big, big thing. Um, No one had ever done it. I did 47 and a half hours straight nonstop. I raised £120,000 for charity. What's that? $150,000. It was all over the mainstream media. And that was my equivalent of doing a hard and unusual thing. Everyone loves David Goggins because he runs ultra marathons and does really hard things and, you know, tells you to face the pain and go through the pain. So when you face hard and difficult things, you're going to get more attention, more shares, more virality. Um, I don't know if you remember that lovely chap, um, Sir Tom Moore, the, the British gent who was 99 years old and he went on a little walk around his little backyard with his Zimmer frame and he wanted to do a few laps to raise a, you know, a few hundred pounds for charity when we started the lockdown and he raised something like, was it 60 million? I can't remember, but it was ridiculous tens of millions and then he he became knighted for it. Um, and then he, he passed away when he was 100. Um, and it was really hard for him to walk around his backyard because he could hardly walk. So that's why the nation got behind him. So try and do more hard and challenging things. Do them publicly and you'll get more attention and more virality. And look, y- your competitors, um, most of them aren't doing hard things, aren't doing unusual things, aren't newsjacking. So this gives you the strategic advantage. Okay, number four then is leveraging viral platforms. So probably the most viral platform I'm on is either Clubhouse um, or TikTok or Facebook. Facebook for me is viral for live videos. TikTok is viral for shorts. So I've just started doing lives on TikTok. They're not viral yet. I'm just building that following. But some people on this TikTok live have commented on my Ollie Ollerton video and we got 3.6 million views in a, in a couple of weeks on that. Um, my Facebook lives tend to be where my personal virality is and clubhouses, um, you know, I've grown a following of 278,000 in, you know, just nine months or something like that. So what you've got to do is find out where the virality is and be on the viral platforms. Now I'm going to quickly move to point eight, I think is you've got to be prepared to look stupid. So, um, in order to go viral, in order to know what platforms are viral, you've got to be prepared that you'll try some platforms and um, then they won't be viral or you'll have hardly any followers or hardly any people watching your lives. And I personally don't care about that anymore. I, I can put my ego away. So I'm on TikTok and I've currently got seven, is it seven people watching this live? Um, I've got more than a million followers on social media. And I've got seven on this live. Whoa, look at Rob living the dream. But I've only just started going live on TikTok. I've only really started using TikTok the last six months. So, you know, I'm just going to try it and see how it goes. And the more I do it, the better I'll get. And I managed to get myself um, a TikTok account manager um, because I've had, um, I think we've had eight or nine million views in the last few weeks. Um, and so she's helping me and she's told me to start going live more frequently, start using the tools. 
And actually, um, TikTok are going to promote one of my lives for Halloween next week. So I'll get there. And, you know, when I started on um, Clubhouse, it wasn't viral at the start. I didn't know how to work it. Um, I just started going live every day and tried to figure it out. And, you know, and, and now I'm one of the most followed people on Clubhouse. I'm here on Wisdom and I've got 27 people on the live. I'm like, well, this ain't worth my time. God damn, I'm Rob Mort. No, it's just... I'm here early. Let's give it a try. So you got to be prepared to fail. You got to be prepared to look stupid. You got to be prepared for a lot of your content to not have that many views or likes or follows or shares for quite a while because you have to earn the right to go viral. But if you stay consistent with your content creation, production, promotion, then it will come. Okay, so let me bring you back to number four, then leveraging viral platforms. So, you know, whether it's your podcast or YouTube or Wisdom, or Clubhouse, or TikTok Lives, or TikTok um, Shorts, or YouTube Shorts, or Instagram Reels, or Instagram Main Feed, or Facebook Lives, or Facebook Groups, or all the different channels. Test them, test them, test them, test them. And test different styles of content, long form, short form, video written, and um, keep at it, uh, and you'll get there in the end, and you'll have a piece of content that goes viral, and then you'll figure it out. And what you do is you move where the virality is. So don't be too attached to a platform. Don't sort of stay on a platform forever um, just because it's the one you know and the one you're comfortable with. Try and test new platforms all the time. With lives, if you mess it up, you can always delete it. You always get another go. Okay, so number five then is collaborations and interviews. Doing collabs and interviews is a great way to go viral. So um, I collab with the UK Mod Squad on Clubhouse um, and we can run rooms for eight or nine hours a day and we can all gain hundreds of followers on that day and we can all reach the globe every day because we're collaborating as a team. I interviewed David Icke seven days ago. We're at nearly a million views on that video. That video has been earning me £1,500 a day. So that's a collaboration. I interviewed Jordan Peterson, two point something million views. I've got round two coming up in a few weeks time. I've interviewed 16 billionaires. Um, so when you interview people, you infiltrate their audience. You rank on their keywords. You turn up on their search. So collaborations and interviews. You can do split screens on TikTok. I'm going to start testing those. So any of you that are watching me on TikTok, come and tune into my videos because I'm going to test bringing you up and um, doing split screen Q&As. You can do um, Q&As on Clubhouse and other people can chime in as they say on Clubhouse. You can do split, split screen um, lives on Instagram. You could do a podcast collab where I interview you and that goes on my podcast. You interview me and that goes on your podcast. You could do a YouTube collaboration. So there's so many ways to collaborate, but the old school way of business was dominate your competition and beat your competition. Now it's about collaboration over competition. Okay, number six then is being relentless. Um, so I believe persistence and consistency are, are brother and sister, but they're not the same. So consistency is doing things over and over and over, even when they become boring. And persistence is being relentless and pushing through the hard times and, you know, being like a, um, having that rhino skin and just coming back for more. And when it comes to content, I think you've got to be both. Because when you do content over and over, it can get a bit monotonous. But also, um, you do have to push through barriers of figuring out all the new platforms and putting yourself out there where you can feel a bit vulnerable or insecure or worried about having critics, trolls, haters, punks and wankers and having people 
um, you know, see and notice you on social media and judge you. So I think you've got to be persistent and consistent. And I like to just call that relentless. Be prepared to look stupid. Don't worry about the, what the critics, the trolls, the haters say. You know, a lot of people say, oh, you've got to ignore the critics. No, don't ignore the critics. Embrace the critics. Dance with the critics. Take the mickey out of the critics. Have some banter with the critics. Troll the critics back. Don't do anything illegal. But, um, you know, don't waste a good critic because they're great for your reach and your revenue. They're great for, your, for the algorithm. Um, the algorithm loves a good subthread. It loves a good debate, discussion and argument. So people say ignore the critics. No, don't ignore the critics. Um, have a dance with them. Tease them. I always like to correct them on their spelling and grammar. I always like to ask them to expand what they mean um, when they say that they're, um, they're terms of endearment towards me. I might actually sit down one day and read out all my um, hater fan mail. That'd be fun. I remember watching this brilliant video by Richard Dawkins and the, the, the scene of the video was him in his slippers in his armchair in, in a nice crackly fire and the camera pans over to him and he said, I'm going to read out some love letters from my adoring fans. And then it was like, fuck you, Satan! <laughs> and he's like a, an atheist and he just read out all of his hate mail and it was just hilarious. You have to watch it on YouTube. I'm going to do that one day. An ode to my fans, all my hater mail. Um... They've called me a bitch licker, a dick rider. I didn't know what a bitch licker was. I looked it up. It sounds quite nice. Definitely not a dick rider, but um, what, was it? what was it one of them said? Rob Moore is officially what is known as a dick rider. Dick riding isn't an official sport, but were dick riding an official sport, Rob Moore would certainly hop on for the ride. I quote. <laughs> so I just find these super funny now. It used to really hurt me back in the day when I didn't have the resilience and the experience. But I know it's never about me. It's always about them. You know, sometimes they're actually not meant to be that harmful. We just take it that way. And sometimes they are. But remember, hurt people hurt people. So look, I'll do another piece of content another time on having the courage to be disliked and putting yourself out there. But it is really important to embrace that. Be prepared to look stupid. Be prepared to fail. The amount of times I've started a live and after 10 minutes, I'm like, God, I've messed it up, shit, and I have to start again. Um, or perhaps forgot to press the record button on my podcast recorder and I'm 45 minutes in or whatever. But hey, look, I guess I'm just prepared to be the crash test dummy and make mistakes um, publicly. And, and I think that that's actually quite a good trait as long as you're not hurting people. Okay, I don't even know what number we're on. I've forgotten. I've got too much into this. Um, test. This is the next thing. You've got to continually test. Test new platforms. Test times to go live. Um, test new um, features. Press buttons. Like, I can see all these buttons on the TikTok Live. I actually don't know what all these buttons are, but I'm going to press them one day. I don't dare right now. Um, test having a few phones. Test going live on multiple channels. Um, but test and measure, test and measure, test and measure. Keep evolving your content. So probably something that I found the hardest was going from longer form to shorter form. So um, as you've probably noticed listening into this piece of content, I find the longer form much easier. I can go deep. I can be conversational. I don't have to rush. I can give you, I can go through different layers of um, things that I know are topical. I can go off on tangents. Um, but, you know, doing 10 second content, I found so hard. Yet my most viral piece of content ever is a seven-second mind hack by Oli Ollerton. I interviewed him on. So um, you've got to test new forms of content as well. If you're good at short form, test long. If you're good at long, test short. Test visual. 
test um, raw and unedited, test very edited. Um, and then this is really important as well. Keep che checking the analytics. So look at the analytics on TikTok, on Instagram, on Clubhouse. How many people came into your room? What was the length that they stayed? What was the peak of your life when people sort of stayed and then people started to drop off? What's the ideal length of time? Um, I, I know that um, a lot of these analytics now give you really good back-end data, times of day and length of content. And they give you three-second views, I think, now. They, give, they definitely give you, you one-minute views. Um, so they give you a few second views, one minute views. And of course, if you can keep your um, one, one minute and beyond views really high, that's really good for the algorithms. The algorithms love you, you on Facebook, especially to get content over a minute. Um, on, I'm here in Clubhouse uh, and I can keep. So I've got 203 people in this room and I started when I went live with 100 odd. So um, that, that tells me that the algorithm is liking the content or the people are liking the content because the numbers are going up and up and up. I just looked and if I'd have had 50, I'd be like, oh, shit, I summarize, shut the room, bye. So, you, you know, you just look at the analytics all the time to see how your content is being received and you tweak according to the analytics. I actually got that advice on TikTok from Alex Dempleski, who's got 15 million followers. And he said, Rob, start, put, just put content out there um, and just test it and keep looking at the analytics um, the big thing is getting to the point on your first three seconds and having that pattern interrupt. And we know from 5 to 8 p.m. is the best time to post a video on TikTok because we've been looking at our analytics. So anyway, you get the point. And then finally, it's just be really good. You know, they say, don't they? Be so good, they can't ignore you. Be so good, so great, motherfucker. They cannot ignore you. So look, the cream of the milk rises to the top. And... um. The one downside of this world of attention is that sometimes attention's a bit vacuous, isn't it? So, hey, look at me doing something silly to get attention. I just went viral, but there's no substance behind it. So keep your substance, keep your quality, keep um, studying and learning and improving your art, your niche, your skill every day. You know, get a mentor, read books, listen to podcasts, watch your influencers who are in your niche who offer useful content. If you think I use, offer useful content, please follow me right now on the social media channel that you're watching or listening in. Um, I do go live most days, every day. I I've been ill this week, but I've still gone live every day. In fact, I can go live more when I'm ill because i got nothing to do. So um, yeah, but just continue to work on your craft because in the end, when you're good, they can't ignore you. So quick summary, quick summary of this eight ways to dominate your niche and space and get attention. Attention is currency. You can be great, but if no one knows you, you don't exist. Um, so we are in the world of attention where everyone's fighting for your scroll or your swipe and more social media platforms and, you know, more ads and more stuff being thrown at us. You've got to play the game. If you don't play the game, you lose to your competitors. So way number one is you need to be omnipresent on all platforms. And a great way to do that is to content repurpose either simultaneous live or create content and then adapt to all social channels. Number two is you need to have an opinion on polarizing matters. And number 2.5 is newsjacking topical content and linking it to your niche. Number three is doing hard and unusual things to get the attention, to get people talking about you. The harder it is for you, the more people will relate to it and share it. The next one is leveraging virality. I actually have a piece of content on the eight ways to hack virality. So make sure you're following me on whatever channels. Well, follow me on all the channels, 
because um, I don't know if I've recorded that yet, but I have got eight ways to hack virality. And by the way, if um, some people could say, oh, well, Rob, you don't look like you're viral right now. Um, no, I'm not viral all the time. No one's viral all the time. No one. Um, I was given a lot of good advice by Nicole Arbor and JP Sears, who are regularly viral. And they both said, you know, five out of six, nine out of ten of at their content that they spend ages on won't go viral. And yes, there's elements of virality um, that you can plan and prepare and hack. Sometimes it's just timing and luck and, um, a, you know, a bit of fortune with the algorithm or just something you could never really put your finger on. So you have to get the volume up and you have to keep testing. Um, but you'll get there in the end. Uh, and it helps you if you're on the channels that are more viral. So TikTok is more viral for growth than other channels right now because it's newer and it's going for market share. Do collaborations and interviews and joint ventures and go on people's podcasts and have them on your podcast and try and interview people with good followings so that you put content up and the people who search for their name find you. Be relentless. Be prepared to look stupid. Keep testing. Evolve your content. Review your analytics and be so good they can't ignore you. Now, a fortunate position that I'm in is that I have a Facebook account manager. I now have a, a TikTok account manager. Um, I have a supporter program on Facebook. We have about 3,200 members on my supporter program. So I have a, a Facebook supporters account manager and I have a Facebook stars account manager. I was one of the first 20 people in the world to get the stars feature and one of the first, I believe, 60 people in the world to get the Facebook supporters feature. So why am I telling you about all these account managers I have? Well, one is they're bloody hard to get. So I was spending four, 500 grand a month on Facebook ads regularly for years and you could never get a human being reply to an email to you. Never. No one. But then having um, eff effectively been a creator on Facebook for quite a while, I, I got this supporter um, feature given to me as a beta tester and I got for our first time ever an account manager. You're actually a real person. Her name's Lauren. She's left now, but her name's Lauren. That was my, my wedding ring. <laughs> Oops, I'm in trouble. <laughs> um, so uh, I now have a TikTok account manager. I had a 45-minute um, Zoom call with her last week. We have these two or three Facebook account managers. And the reason I'm telling you this is because I now have real-time information from inside of TikTok and Facebook and Instagram on the algorithms, on what tools and features they're pushing, on what monetization tools they're launching, or they're giving sort of the most reach and impact. So for that reason, you want to stay as close to me as possible, because this is not something most people in the world have. Um, and I'm going to invite you to gain um, all the access to all of this content. So what we do, me and my head of brand, is once a week, we go live and we share all the stuff our TikTok, Facebook supporter and star account manager shared with us. Um, so whether it is what tools and features they're promoting, how to get into the explore page, you know, what kind of content is going more viral, what kind of niche is going more viral, what they're going to launch in the future. So, for example, she told me in two months time or so they're going to launch subscription on TikTok lives. So if you'd like to gain access to this insider secrets content, um, you can join my uh, supporter subscription platform and gain access to this. And my supporter subscription platform is only £3.49 a month, which is exactly the same price as my medium skinny cappuccino extra shot. So the link is rob.team. Go right now to rob.team. 
Don't even have to put www dot in. You just write in a uh, uh, browser rob.team r-o-b.t-e-a-m stop what you're doing go there right now you'll see a load of benefits i'll talk you through them real quick and then halfway down the page on the left you can join via facebook that's my facebook supporter program i just told you about if you use facebook a lot i join on facebook because you press a button you double click and you're in and you get the live videos on facebook um, and you get the Facebook group. But if you don't like or use Facebook much at all, I'd use my Rob.team platform, which is it's my own actual membership site that I've had built by a developer. Um, and it's a bit more intuitive and easier to find the content. You choose which platform you join. But if you go right now and join Rob.team for just the cost of one cup of coffee a month, bearing in mind I have 62 a month, every Monday we do a deep dive live on all the content that we were given by our Facebook account manager, our Facebook supporters account manager, our stars account manager, our TikTok account manager, our Instagram account manager. I had about 35 things that my TikTok account manager told me last week. By the way, she said, Rob, if you want to do a live video for Halloween, we'll promote it. So imagine having TikTok promoting your live on TikTok. Like that could make you have thousands of viewers. So I'm just preparing that this week. So if you go to rob.team, you can grab access to that at just 349. Um, you can cancel any time. But in addition to that, I do an Ask Me Anything Live every week. In fact, I'm doing one in a few hours time. Um, and I only do that on my rob.team platform where we go live and you can ask me any question you want. Um, we have a supporter and subscriber meetings. So I've got an event called Mindset and Money with someone who's worth 700 million as a keynote speaker, someone else who's worth 100 million as a keynote speaker, and the first 75 um, subscriber supporter members who um, register for that get that event for free as a gift from me for being a Rob.team member. Um, I also do masterclass courses. So I've done my six-stage, seven-figure launch masterclass course. Um, I've done my how to scale a how to um, build a globally scalable information business. I have an information business that's between 12 and 21 million pounds a year. Clubhouse Secrets Masterclass I did. I'm going to do my subscriptions masterclass. These are one or two day paid for deep dive masterclasses. You get these all for free when you join Rob.team. That's R-O-B dot T-E-A-M. 